This is Beach Weekly. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 15 of Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State student-run newspaper, the Daily 49er. I'm your host, Isabel Salagi, and I want to thank you so much for taking a break from studying for finals and watching the World Cup to listen to our show. I am very happy to be back with all of you for our last episode of the year, if you can believe it. That is right, we have made it to our final episode of Season 9 and the Fall 2022 semester. Shout out to us. But before we start saying our goodbyes, we have a very fun episode to get into, so let's go. Southland Credit Union is offering a $200 bonus when you open a free Long Beach State checking account at their new campus branch in the University Student Union Plaza. This offer is only available during the fall 2022 semester. For more information, visit www.beachcu.com. Have you ever heard of the Greek myth of Sisyphus? He was sent back to the underworld and forced to roll a boulder up a hill every day for all of eternity. Every time he makes it to the top of the hill, the boulder rolls back down to the bottom again. Why am I talking about this random Greek myth, you may be wondering? Well, it's because the myth of Sisyphus reminds me a lot of the Queen Mary. The Queen Mary situation in the last few years has felt like a never-ending journey of repairs and restoration efforts to the iconic, historied ocean liner. But just wait, the journey may finally be over, or at least for a little while. Last week, Long Beach local news reported that the city of Long Beach completed the newest round of critical repairs to the ocean liner and is now going into what they describe as the final stages of repair. Just for a quick background, the city of Long Beach took control of the Queen Mary in the summer of 2021 after its previous owners, the private company Urban Commons Queensway, surrendered their lease of the ship. When these critical repairs are completed, the Queen Mary is expected to reopen to fans and visitors, which may happen as early as by the end of this year. Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon is being sued by his former chief of staff, Victoria Adams, for claims of retaliation. Adams, who served as an assistant district attorney and in the L.A. County District's office for more than 35 years, is alleging that Gascon demoted and replaced her for someone less experienced in the role after she questioned multiple of his policies. According to the Los Angeles Times, Adams told Gascon that numerous policy decisions he made once he was elected were illegal, including those related to the cash bail system, juvenile prosecution, and sentencing enhancements. However, Adams is not the first member of the district attorney's office to make allegations against Gascon. According to the Los Angeles Times, at least eight other prosecutors have accused Gascon of punishing them for questioning his policies and have filed lawsuits against him for retaliation or defamation. Since assuming the district attorney's office in 2021, Gascon has faced negative media attention for many reasons, including publicly displayed strife between him and his employees in the DA's office, claims of mishandling evidence and cases, as well as a failed attempt to recall him from office. COVID-19 cases are surging once again in LA County, raising concerns and pushing the county back into the medium level of virus activity. As such, the county is now considering reimposing an indoor mask mandate once again. 
According to the LA County Public Health Director, Barbara Ferrer, the county is now reporting more than 2,700 COVID cases per day on average. This amounts to about a 180% increase in cases since November 1st, alongside a 200% increase in COVID-related hospitalizations since November 1st. The rise in COVID is coming on the heels of what has been a very severe cold and flu season so far, as well as rampant cases of respiratory sensational virus, better known as RSV. As of now, public health officials are strongly recommending that people in the county wear masks indoors. Rapper and right-wing extremist Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, has been suspended from Twitter once again for anti-Semitic posts. Specifically, Ye posted a photo of a swastika inside a Star of David. The post came just days after Ye was a guest on alt-right pundit Alex Jones' talk show, where he made comments denying the Holocaust and complimenting Adolf Hitler. Yes, you heard that correctly. Last week, comments and actions by Ye are simply the latest in a series of unsettling anti-Semitic behavior by the rapper seen throughout the last few months. Last week, Chinese authorities hammered down on citizens for protesting the country's zero-COVID policies, which include border closures and strict quarantine rules. The protests were sparked after 10 people died and 9 others were injured in a building fire in late November. The individuals failed to be rescued because there were confirmed cases of COVID in the building. After the fire, protesters took to the street to demand the easing of COVID policies as well as more citizen freedom. The protests are seen as an unprecedented challenge to the Chinese government and the leadership of China's president, Xi Jinping. It really is difficult to overstate just how revolutionary this is for China, a place where there is strict adherence to governmental authority and very little free speech allowed. Although the protests were quickly squashed by strict policing and threatening of citizens by the government and law enforcement, the Chinese government is now considering easing some of its zero-COVID policies. Last week, the U.S. Senate voted to approve a measure that avoided a railroad strike. However, the Senate failed to pass a measure that would include a provision for paid sick days that rail workers have been asking for for months now. According to NPR, the measure will force railroad unions to accept a tentative agreement from earlier this year between railroad managers and workers that would make a labor strike illegal. This earlier deal was negotiated between the Biden administration and the labor unions. In a rare moment of solidarity, Republicans and progressive Democrats agreed that passing the bill without paid sick days for workers was unacceptable. Progressives like Bernie Sanders, as well as Republicans like Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, and Marco Rubio all voted in favor of expanding sick paid leave. Having Congress intervene to prevent a strike, as well as failing to provide for paid sick days, is considered a major black mark on President Joe Biden, who campaigned on being pro-labor and pro-union. Russian President Vladimir Putin has turned down the prospect of speaking with U.S. President Joe Biden about possibly ending the war in Ukraine. The report comes amidst Russia's continued attacks on Ukraine's civilian centers and power infrastructures. Last Thursday, Biden said that he would be willing to talk to Putin if there was a demonstrated interest in seriously discussing the war's conclusion. A Russian government spokesman said that Putin is open to discussions, but only if it would be to secure Russia's national interests. That's according to NPR. Russia's recent airstrikes on Ukraine has left millions without water, heat, and power, causing concerns as deep winter weather is setting in. 
So far, the U.S. and its Western allies have remained committed to continuing their support of Ukraine in the war. Last Sunday, December 4th, it was reported that Iran will be disbanding its morality police following months of protests across the country and the world following the death of a young woman, Masa Amini, while she was in custody of the morality police. However, Iranian government officials have not clarified if this is actually happening and have only provided confusing comments that have called the reports of the morality police abolishment into question. Some reporters and political analysts believe it is a tactic of the Iranian government to stop the protests and national uprising by claiming that they are disbanding the morality police, but it's not really clear yet what is happening. So it will take some time to see how this actually plays out. Hey CSULB, I'm here to remind you to pick up a Go Beach Pass from Long Beach Transit. Wait, was I supposed to read that out loud? It's the bus pass that saves you money on trips to and from campus. For real, is that part of the script? And that's all there is to say about it. See how to get your Go Beach Pass at ridelbt.com students. And now, what you have all been waiting for, it's time for our breakdown of what's been going on in the World Cup. For this, I'm passing the mic over to the Daily 49ers' very own multimedia editor, Leila Nunez. Hey guys, my name is Leila Nunez and I'm here to update you guys on everything going on in the 2022 FIFA World Cup. The World Cup is in full swing and is currently in its knockout stages. The 32 nations participating in the tournament battled it out in the group stage where they were divided into eight groups of four and only two countries from each group advanced to the next round, which is the round of 16. The World Cup has already given us some history-making moments. An all-female referee crew called the World Cup match for the first time last week. Host Qatar lost their opening match, a first in World Cup history, and Qatar then lost its next two matches, marking the worst campaign of any World Cup host nation. And there have been some surprising results so far. I mean, if you've been following the World Cup, you would know. This year, it's wild. Japan pulled off two upsets, beating former world champions Spain and Germany to win their group, and sent the mighty Germany home early. USA had reached the round of 16 after failing to qualify for the 2018 World Cup, but unfortunately were eliminated in the game this past Saturday against Netherlands. Mexico was eliminated in the group stage for the first time since 1978. I was watching this game and I it was so crazy. Cristiano Ronaldo became the first player to score in five World Cup tournaments, helping Portugal qualify to the round of 16. Round of 16 matches will continue until December 6th, then the quarterfinals will begin Friday, December 9th. And that is it for the World Cup as of this moment. I'm so excited to see who goes to the finals. So can't wait. Thank you. And back to you, Isabel. Thank you so much for joining us for Season 9, Episode 15 of Beach Weekly, and for listening along all season. And thank you to our editor, Andy Nguyen, and our producer, Leila Nunez, for all of their hard work. As always, if you want to read up on some of the stories we covered today, you can head on over to our website, daily49er.com. And since you already spent hours doom scrolling through Twitter and staring at ads on Instagrams, go ahead and give us a follow on our socials at Daily49er. Us here at the Daily49er wish you all the best of luck on your finals and a very, very happy holidays. We hope to catch you back here for season 10 of Beach Weekly in the spring 2023 semester with episode one dropping January 23rd. That's all for now. Meet you back here next year.